0: Welcome back to Attack of the Drones. Let's continue on with our documentary. Drones are being used to take care of another environmental concern, insects, dangerous insects, you know, like mosquitoes. As we already saw, drones are being used to spray pesticide on the crops, so hey, why not use them to spray pesticides everywhere, Uh, everywhere we go, and, and get rid of those nasty mosquitoes that not only annoy us, but carry harmful diseases. Let's take a look at that.
1: Authorities in the Florida Keys have announced that they'll be testing out a drone specifically designed for law enforcement purposes. They'll be using them to track one of Florida's greatest enemies, the mosquito. Beyond annoying, mosquitoes can carry disease like West Nile and malaria, the outcome of which can be fatal. Ponds up and down the Keys are active breeding grounds, and officials from the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District hope that the drones can help them locate all of them. The specific one being tested is an infrared camera outfitted vehicle developed by Condor Aerial. It weighs just over two pounds and is about two and a half feet long, making it ideal for maneuvering the often thick vegetation on the Florida land. Once the ponds are located, professionals can go in and kill the mosquito larvae with either chemicals or particular fish to keep them from ever hatching. The ultimate dream is to get drones that will both locate and eradicate the larvae. But for now, just isolating them will be helpful. A wide range of government agencies has been invited to attend the test flight. Here in the Keys, it's so warm that they go from a dry piece of ground to adults in about five days. So once those water hits the ground, we have maybe three days to put a bacteria in the water and kill them before they fly. So we're going to use our thermal camera that we
2: use to find people in search and rescue, find those pools of water, and find out what we need to do a better job you know, locating that larva.
0: That looks like the same footage they were taking of the poachers and the animals. And and by the way, you just thought that was a bird in the sky. Uh Uh-uh. That was a drone looking for mosquitoes so they could spray them and kill them. Well, wait a second. I sure hope that's the only thing they ever use them to spray on and kill stuff with. I mean, hope it's not people. Well, folks, wait till you see what these drones are mimicking. Birds are just the tip of the iceberg. You will never even know a drone is coming your way. But as creepy as that is this desire to use drones to supposedly improve our health it's actually going global our current administration is saying that quote climate change is harming our health and they have actually now asked microsoft and google both to help monitor the whole planet with drone technology to aid in our improving our living conditions of course they say uh, quote microsoft's research arm will develop a prototype for drones that can collect large quantities of mosquitoes and then digitally analyze their genes and pathogens. And quote, Google has promised to donate 10 million hours of advanced computing time on new tools, including risk maps and early warnings for things like wildfires and oil flares using the Google Earth engine platform that's already in existence. And apparently quote, Google's camera cars that gather the photos for street view function that we've been used to, They're going to now start measuring methane emissions and natural gas leaks in some of the cities this year. Sounds like whether we want it or not, folks, we're not only going to be monitored wherever we go, for the good of the environment, of course, uh, with drones. Uh, Isn't that nice? Isn't that something wonderful to look forward to? Actually, it's not. And we're going to see in a minute where it's all headed. But that's not all. The fourth invasion of drones is coming to the commercial sector. You see, drones are not only going to be in the highways, and the byways, in the far out places, uh, watching us wherever we go in the environment and agricultural areas. They're also going to be flying right here among us, just like a pesky mosquito. And that's because the business communities or the commercial sectors have also tapped into this new drone technology to improve their service for you and I, their favorite customer. Let's take a look at that. Yeah, hot and fresh, ready to eat, thanks to drones. Folks, you gotta admit, that's not only cool, uh, but India is not the only one doing this. This is no fluke, okay? Drone pizza delivery is here to stay. Other countries are doing it as well. Here's one in Brazil. Jury. Looks like everybody's on a roof ordering that way now. But you might be thinking, well, wait a second, that's just those other countries. I mean, I, I don't think uh, we're going to do this here in the U.S., are we? Actually, folks, it's catching on big time. You see, Domino's, if they get their way, they're going to be one of the first ones to do it in the U.S. Here's their actual test flight footage. Let's take a look at this. of
2: the
3: devil's cheese and sausage. <laughs> right here, dude. <laughs>
4: How do you get your pizza delivered? Last month, Domino's Pizza teamed up with a creative ad agency titled Tea and Biscuits to test out a prototype for a flying drone that can deliver cheese pies. Described as an octocopter, the device carried two large pepperoni pizzas and conducted a flight over a city near London. The pizzas, both contained in an insulated bag, were secured to the drone. They were delivered in perfect condition and it only took about 10 minutes to venture 4 miles. The founder of Tea and Biscuits stated, if anything, it went quicker than a pizza boy. We were amazed at how easy it was going to be. The drone is being called the Domacopter. Federal Aviation Administration authorities estimate that private drones will make up a $90 billion industry within 10 years.
0: In other words, we're just seeing the beginning of this stuff, but uh, oh yeah, who can use a domicopter, huh? Uh, In fact, uh, if this company gets their way pretty soon, Maybe they'll uh, be able to deliver their drinks to go along with that pizza as well. Uh, Not that I'm condoning alcohol, but but check this one out. That's right. Ask for it. Your very own drone-delivered beer. Wow. Pizza, now beer delivery on ice, literally? It's like uh, every lazy guy's dream come true. Or gal, I guess. Uh, In fact, they're about to provide another special service for lazy folks, including those who forget things you probably shouldn't ever forget. Uh, We know this is true. We know as guys we sometimes forget those special holidays or anniversaries or birthdays for our wives or girlfriends, so uh, wouldn't it be great if drones could help us out there, too? Well, hey, ask no more. Your wish is their command. At least if this company gets their ways, flowers on demand. Thanks to drones. Check this out. Did you see that? Just call in your coordinates no matter the weather condition and you are still the man. Drones to the rescue again. Unless you think this is just a convenience for lazy forgetful guys or gals, the new drone delivery service doesn't stop there no way. Even restaurants are starting to use drones inside their restaurants to get their drinks to their customers in record time. Remember we all know this in business world, you've got to improve that service to keep those customers coming back. I mean it's, it's tough competition out there you know. Here's one restaurant doing just that in Singapore for real.
5: Having our robots in in restaurants, for example, you are able to uh, have the robots serve the food and drinks from the kitchen to the dining area and uh, allowing uh, the the current manpower and staff to to interact with customers. A lot of people might have uh, fears about uh, having many drones uh, flying uh, around them, or perhaps uh, drones uh, colliding with one another, or colliding with the obstacles around them. But in, at Infinite Robotics, uh, we have developed uh, patent-pending te- technologies and algorithms so that uh, to allow uh, drones to maneuver in a very close proximity, but uh, still will not be able to collide with one another. So it's, the analogy would be something like a swarm of uh, birds uh, flying in the sky, and many of them are flying, but still they're flying in the formations and very neat and nice, uh, without declining uh, with one another. Singapore in the past two,
3: three years have encountered a severe manpower crunch uh, due to the tightening of foreign worker policies and timber has not been spared. So How we deal with it is that we are looking at technologies, we are investing in technologies to enhance our productivity. Uh, not all technologies work, one uh, well, key criteria is that we do not want to lose the human touch. But if there are technologies that can help shorten the process, we will do so.
0: Did you catch that? Who needs humans anymore? Or if you have a shortage of humans like they do, a a fleet or a swarm of drones once again to the rescue. Now, For those of you who think this is just going to be some fluke or fad with pizzas or drink deliveries or even flowers or restaurant foods, think again. Because of this ability to drastically reduce delivery time with drones right now, they're being looked upon as the new Pony Express in the air to get your product faster to you than ever before. And I mean anything you order, not just food, not just flowers. Believe it or not, one of the biggest businesses leading the way in this new drone delivery service is Amazon. And now with their new Amazon Prime Air service, they're hoping to become one of the first companies in the world to provide instant gratification to their customers around the world with same day delivery. Check this out. <laughs> Okay, who doesn't want to sign up for that service? That's not only cool, but Amazon says, quote, its drone delivery service could someday get packages to its customers in 30 minutes or less. Through its Prime Air service, they will be having drones flying 50 miles an hour and capable of carrying up to 5 pounds and they will become as normal, listen to this, as seeing delivery trucks driving down the street. It's coming folks, and Amazon is not the only big business getting in on this drone delivery technology service. So is Google and UPS. Pretty soon, we're not only gonna get your mail delivered to you by a drone, but even your own dog food as well. Watch this one.
6: Amazon isn't the only company testing same-day delivery service. Google and UPS are also looking into delivery drones, according to new reports. Amazon this week announced Amazon Prime Air, a delivery system using drones, and sources say UPS is similarly evaluating ways to add drones to its service. UPS said in a statement that it invests more in technology than any other company in the delivery business and is always planning for the future. The Times reports that Google has also been testing mini drone delivery systems in its secret Google X lab as far back as February. Google would reportedly like to use drone technology as part of its same-day delivery service that's available in San Francisco and surrounding areas.
3: Yeah, hi, Nick, this is Neil parford at Barmax Homestead. Could I order some dog food for my dogs, please? <laughs>
7: Throughout history, there have been a series of innovations that have each taken a huge chunk out of the friction of moving things around. Project Wing aspires to take another big chunk of the remaining friction out of moving things around in the world. We're in Australia. The goal of being here is to show that the hard work over the last two years has resulted in a reliable system that can do autonomous delivery. And we also really just want to get out and learn what it's like to actually deliver to the neighbor Neil and see what it's like uh, from their perspective.
1: It's years from a product, but
7: it is sort of the first prototype that uh, we want to stand behind.
3: The next phase is to take the momentum and the enthusiasm that we've built internally and now drive it towards enabling the dream of delivering stuff more quickly. With proper and due safety,
7: Working together, we can get to this future, I think, surprisingly quickly.
0: Isn't that great? It can all happen pretty quickly, folks. And as crazy as all this might sound, believe it or not, the FAA right now estimates that, quote, thousands of drones will be flying in the U.S. within just a few years. And now many other companies are starting to be approved for this service right and left, as this news report shows.
8: You may see more of those sharing the sky with planes. Today, the Federal Aviation Administration announced that four more companies are approved to fly commercial drones. The new innovation of unmanned aircraft has exploded in the last year, and the FAA is scrambling to restrict drones from crossing flight paths. Just last month, a drone came within feet of a Delta Airlines wing during its landing at JFK. Federal officials see more drones as a growing aviation threat if left unregulated. Competition is getting fierce to make it to the list of approved companies free to use the cutting-edge technology. Today, Trimble Navigation Limited, Vdos Global. Clayco Incorporated and Wolpert Incorporated can count themselves among the few that the FAA is slowly approving to use drones commercially. These companies will use them to conduct aerial surveys and monitor construction sites. A House committee is holding a hearing today to develop drone regulations. The key is to prevent drones from colliding with other aircraft or with people on the ground. These latest approvals follow seven in September to photo and video companies.
0: In other words, people are starting to get approved right and left. Unless you think this approval procedure won't continue, right now the FAA has received more than 750 requests for drone testing licenses in America alone, with dozens already being approved as you just saw. And Canada's aviation authority called Transport Canada has released 1,672 commercial drone certificates last year alone. And it's not stopping, it's happening on a grand scale. In fact the commercial industry those seeking the approval for this new delivery service say that in just a few years we will actually see not just thousands but hundreds of thousands of drones in the air and if you compare that to the four largest airlines in the united states that have a combined fleet of 4728 planes drones are going to be everywhere it's a true invasion they're going to outnumber everything else in the sky Now you know why I said this invasion is like a bunch of mosquitoes. They're going to be everywhere, literally buzzing around like a bunch of insects. In fact, the commercial industry is already preparing us for that kind of creepy reality. Let's take a look at that.
9: Um, I I think we can make it, right? It's okay, Jim. Just stay calm and move as quietly as
10: possible. Everyone understand? No sudden movements.
3: Google search, Bonega Beach House.
0: just in the nick of time. What a bunch of pesky drones. Folks as crazy as that sounds that really is what we're headed for and believe it or not that's still the tip of the iceberg. A true invasion is coming. Which brings us to the fifth invasion of drones and that's in the medical sector. You see drones are not only going to be used to speed up our delivery service and, and food and all kinds of other things but one day soon they might very well speed up your drug delivery service or ambulatory service. That's right, folks. Pretty soon, your life might soon depend on a drone. Drones to the rescue. They're going to be everywhere. We just saw how UPS is interested in using drones for their mail and package delivery service, but so is DHL, who is now using drones to test for medicinal services. Here's just one example of that.
6: Another delivery drone to hit the skies, this time, it's Deutsche Post DHL's parcel copter. On Wednesday, DHL said it will start using unmanned aircraft to carry medicine to the small island of Just, a German island on the North Sea, as part of a month-long feasibility project. Depending on the weather each day, the drone will fly autonomously on a pre-programmed seven-and-a-half-mile route. It's the first routine mission in Europe in which a drone will operate beyond the pilot's eyesight, DHL said. DHL plans to join Amazon Prime Air, and Google X. DHL said several government agencies worked together to establish a restricted flight area specifically for their North Sea flights. The company's drone research program was launched last year in Bonn, Germany.
0: Looks like everybody's getting into it, including to deliver medicine. huh? I mean, who couldn't use some drone medicine delivery service? I mean, think about it, right? What a convenience. Uh, Not only for the elderly who can't get out too well in the first place, but how about for the sick in general? I mean, who wants to go to the pharmacy when you're sick? I mean, you don't want to get dressed and stuff. You just want to lay there in your PJs, right? Well, believe it or not, as you saw, drones can make all that a reality. They'll bring the medicine right to you. But that's just the beginning of what drones can do in the medical community. Speaking of the elderly, pretty soon drones could literally save your life. We all know that if someone has a heart attack and no matter where they are, time is crucial. Unfortunately, ambulances can get stuck in traffic or they get there just too late but not a drone. Think about it. They could avoid all that stuff. And that's precisely why people are right now not only designing drones to deliver medicine in record time but even defibrillators if you do have a heart attack because again time is crucial and a drone can get it there much faster than any ambulance ever could.
3: Watch this example. 112 operator, what is your emergency? It's
11: my dad. I think he had a heart attack. Please help, he's not breathing anymore.
3: Please stay calm. What's your name? Joanna. Good, Joanna. We've got your location. The ambulance drone is on its way. Remove his top shirt to uncover his torso. Uh, Okay. Great. Can you go to the nearest exit? The ambulance drone is almost there.
5: Okay. I'm outside.
3: I'll be talking through the drone now, so you can put down the phone. Now please pick up the drone and bring it to your father. You're doing great. Okay, pull the green lid. Now place the pads on your father's chest. Good, I can see that the pads are properly applied. Joanna. Please stay clear of your father. We'll take it from here.
0: In less than two minutes, did you catch that? No ambulance can do that a drone ambulance. Wow. What would they think of next? Well, how about an actual drone the size of an ambulance? Believe it or not, the military's already got them and is already using them, not only to bring medical help to people, but bring people back to them. Check this out.
12: Moving casualties from remote battlefields is an extremely dangerous job for a helicopter pilot. The landing takes skill and the mission can come under enemy fire. Tactical Robotics hopes to make the job easier with this, the Air Mule, a prototype ambulance drone. On our visit, these drones are firmly on the ground, but the Air Mule has flown over 350 test flights, including this one in December last year. Over the last 12 years of development, millions of dollars have been invested into getting the Air Mule off the ground. The project is being partially funded by Israel's Ministry of Defense. What makes this one-ton vehicle unique is its internal rotors, two rotors taking the place of a helicopter's large external one. It is controlled by 200 directional air flaps. Its top airspeed is around 120 knots, which is about 140 miles per hour, and it can reach an altitude of 12,000 feet. The first mission of the air mule is to pick up injured personnel from the battlefield One cargo bay can fit somebody who is 2 meters 10 and weighs up to 250 kilos, but it still looks a bit of a tight squeeze. Using both bays, the air mule can also be used for cargo transportation. 500 kilos can be carried to bring supplies to remote combat zones. The Department of Homeland Security in America is looking at the air mule as a way to help secure an urban metropolitan area after a dirty bomb.
0: Oh, so you want to use them here too, not just in the battlefield. Okay, now you're starting to look a little like Skynet. That's, that's kind of creepy. But you can see, why people would accept this. I mean, it, it can do what land ambulances cannot do. We're headed, folks, for a day when your life really might literally depend on a drone. I just hope they're not discriminatory on who they serve. Think about that. But you see, elderly and the military, they're not the only ones who can benefit from this life-saving technology of drones. Even young folks can now get, listen, an app for their phone for a drone to come rescue them in their time of need. Like this video shows for this girl. Let's take a look. What are
9: you doing? What is that? <laughs> oh, off. What is that? This is
12: Emma from Lifeline Response.
6: We it? have received
12: your emergency distress
8: alert. I have notified the you local. What is that?
12: This is Emma from Lifeline Response. We have received your emergency distress alert. I have notified the local police of the situation and transmitted your GPS coordinates. The police are currently en route to your location.
0: That's not a make-believe premise, folks. That's actually put into production by a real company. Help! I'm being mugged! I can't get up! Come rescue me! Help! Can you believe that? That puts the whole lifeline thing on steroids with a drone. But again, you can see, who wouldn't want to be rescued with such an immediate response when time is critical and there's nobody around to help? And speaking of needing help, we all know that when it comes to natural disasters, not just individual attacks like with that girl, but natural disasters are also a time when many people are stranded and in need of help desperately. In fact, many times, depending on the disaster, you can't even get a truck, let alone an ambulance there for days. But not if you had a drone. They can fly anywhere, even in tight spaces. And that's precisely why they, too, are also gearing up for disaster relief. Let's take a look at that.
4: In the future, robots will fly tacos and textbooks into our windows. So I guess leave your windows open in preparation for the future. Anthony here for D-News and Drones, man. The internet loves drones, from military applications to the ethics surrounding them for surveillance to Lady Gaga's dress, I guess. There's a different drone story in the news just about every day. And if you've been paying attention, you've probably noticed that the bulk of these things have a similar design. They are all quad rotors. Quad rotors, which are also called quadcopters, use blades to fly like a helicopter. Only it uses four sets of them. Two of the blades rotate clockwise to rotate counterclockwise, and that helps the vehicle stay stable without the stabilizing rotor that helicopters use. Add some inexpensive accelerometers and gyroscopes like the ones in our mobile phones, and you've got these tiny vehicles that are perfect for autonomous flight. What can they be good for? Oh My stars. What are they not good for? Unmanned delivery is a big use. Uh, Australian startups Flirty and Zucal are teaming up to use drones to deliver textbooks to college students. Why don't they just get up and go get them, you ask? I don't know. I think I was off my couch for a total of three hours during my entire college career, so I mean... I get where they see a market. And if that seems silly to you, a company called Matternet is working on a microtransportation network of quadrotors that could one day deliver medications to remote villages or in crowded cities where time is short and traffic is crazy. The University of Pennsylvania Grasp Lab is using quadrotors to actually build structures remotely. Imagine showing up to a remote location and having a shelter or a bridge built for you already. A team at the University of Tokyo created an all-terrain quadrotor that can change to a wheel or a boat for search and rescue missions. So this drone turns into this wheel to squeeze through wreckage or get somewhere it can't fly, or it can become a flotation device for someone who's drowning. So you can see where a whole network of these guys buzzing around on their own could be super helpful. Our sponsors over at the Air Force Collaboratory were looking for other new ideas for search and rescue quadrotors, and the airmen worked with the community over two months to develop a next generation search and rescue microbot concept called the Arachnopede, it's this modular microbot that can be deployed within disaster areas and navigate confined spaces to locate trapped life. The microbot is equipped with a small camera as well as sensors that can detect harmful gases and heat levels. That is a powerful tool for the Air Force pararescue men who will eventually be entering these confined
0: spaces. Okay, let me get this straight. So if you're trapped in a building in a confined space after a tornado or a flood or earthquake or some other disaster and you see this big giant spider looking thing coming your way don't freak out Uh, we're supposed to know it's a drone coming to rescue you okay but speaking of locating people maybe you uh, encounter another scenario where you got lost uh, not due to a natural disaster or event like that but simply from unfortunately not paying attention to your surroundings happens all the time you get lost in the woods or hiking and stuff like that and, and we all know there's only so much people can do on the ground looking for you not if you had a bunch of drones Whether it's Little Johnny or Little Fluffy, your pet cat, drones in the sky can help us find all kinds of missing things. Check this out. Drones aren't
7: just for spying, but have incredible capabilities.
13: I was just an artist and a videographer and a blogger on YouTube, and a local friend of mine called me because her uh, fiance had gone missing in a snowstorm.
7: Jim Bowers, also known as Demon Seed on his popular drone-themed YouTube channel, is using his drone for search and rescue missions. He started Swarm, a group to encourage drone pilots to help finding missing pets and people. We are almost
13: always involved in a search somewhere in the world. We have 3,200 drone pilots in
9: 58 countries around the world.
12: Houston's homeless animal population could be getting some much-needed relief. Yeah,
9: listen to this. An animal welfare group is using drones to help track, trap and save some of the one million stray animals roaming our streets.
12: Marcelino Benito is live in South Houston
6: to explain. Marcelino? Well,
9: guys, our patrol brought us here to this emergency
10: vet hospital, but not before we got an up-close look at the problem from high above the ground. That buzz you hear hovering over sunnyside are drones on a mission it's another amazing tool a tool to track stray dogs world animal awareness society is shooting a new tv show operation houston stray dog city she's drinking everything you can give her an up close look at Houston's serious stray dog problem and the men and women who tried to save the dogs. It
0: smells like a real bad infection. Before,
10: it's too late. If we hadn't found her, she would die. Momo was found by the group Southside Street Dogs in an abandoned house. She hadn't moved for days and was rotting to death.
12: It's touch and go.
10: She was rushed to a local emergency vet clinic. It's just one of several stories Executive Director Tom McPhee wants to highlight in Houston. There's obviously issues, there's problems. But to solve those issues, you need to first know how big the problem is. It's why McPhee plans to launch his drones across Houston. The drone allows us to literally draw a big circle in the air as we're filming in 4K. Beautiful, you know, footage. Using GPS technology and volunteers on the ground, he plans to find and count just how many strays are in our area. Estimates say it could be more than a million.
12: It's a first step to try to tackle a humongous problem.
0: But hey, worry no more. Drones can do it all. Kind of neat, but then again, if you think about it, it's kind of concerning. I mean, those dogs have no place to hide, literally. Again, I sure hope they don't use that same technology on people someday. I I mean, what if you were deemed the bad guy, the stray citizen? I mean, where would you go? The drones would catch you too. But speaking of going places, the sixth invasion that drones are coming to is in the transportation sector. You see, drones can only help save the environment and you personally in your time of need. But they are now being poised to help, serve, and protect all of humanity. That's right. And it's all in the transportation sector. Believe it or not, automated drones and drone vehicles are being developed right now that can not only deliver our goods to us in record time, saving us time and money, and that's what we all want, we say. But they can also deliver us personally to our destinations, saving even more time and making things much more reliable and safer, at least so they say. Uh, and, And why is that a need? Because we all know, you've heard the story, traffic accidents. They're one of the main causes of death. And if we would just let drones take over our whole transportation system, then they could help save our lives and improve our commute. I mean, think about it. You get to go back to the days where you get to eat while you drive, text while you drive. Unless you think this is some science fiction fantasy of some far-off future scenario, Google, of all people, is already putting this into action with the new Google car. Let's take a look at that.
13: Good morning, Steve. Hey, Nathaniel, how are you? Doing just great. Go ahead, Steve.
12: Auto driving.
13: Here we go. Where we go. No, no hands. No hands anywhere. <laughs> no hands, no feet. No hands, no feet, no <laughs> nothing. I love it. So we're here at the stop sign.
2: Yep. The car's using radars and laser to, to
3: check and make sure there's nothing coming either way. I find myself looking. Old habits die hard man. Hey, they, they don't die. Hey, anybody up for a taco? Yeah,
2: yeah. What do you wanna what do you wanna do today, Steve? I'm I'm all
3: for taco bill myself.
2: Alright, well, let's go
13: get a talk at the drive thru. And we're turning into the parking lot. You know? How many? There
3: we go. Now I kind of creep along here. Does anybody have any money? I've got money. No, I've got my wallet right here. You roll <laughs> down your window and order a burrito.
2: Yeah, push that. I'm doing very well. How are you
13: today? some places that you cannot go. There are some things that you really cannot do. Where this would change my life is to give me the independence and the flexibility to go the places I both want to go and need to go.
0: that folks I mean you can really right now eat fast food while you drive talk on the phone while you drive go back to texting yay watch a movie and by the way that guy that you saw is legally blind I mean I mean what's next you can take a nap while you drive exactly we all know we've heard the statistics sleep deprivation can cause an accident in the first place right but not if you have a drone car and by the way Google is not the only company rushing towards automating our cars and transportation experience. So are a lot of other manufacturers, and they readily admit, if you do need to take a nap, you can now take one. The drone car will take care of you while you snooze away. Check this out.
7: Access USR mainframe.
0: Connecting.
13: Actor Will Smith in a scene from iRobot. It was 2004, and it felt like pure science fiction. But now, nearly 10 years later, self-driving cars have moved well beyond Hollywood fantasy.
5: You can just say, hey, I don't want to drive right now, just take over, and if I want to want to be back in the driver's seat, I'll just grasp the wheel and go. At the Consumer Electronics Show
13: in Las Vegas last week, a demonstration showing it's possible to even catch some
5: Zs in this Audi prototype. We call it piloted driving and that means there is a driver, but he can concentrate on something else if he doesn't want to actively drive.
13: And it's coming much sooner than you think. The state of California is taking aggressive steps to get driverless cars on the streets as early as this
1: spring for testing. We're developing the regulations to allow for these autonomous vehicles to be tested on our roadways as well as being operated on our roadways. So on Tuesday, the California Department of Motor Vehicles held
13: a public hearing to discuss the rules of the road for autonomous cars. For some car makers like Volkswagen, there's concern that some regulations might be too strict. For instance, the proposed rules require that a driver must be seated in the driver's seat in case they need to take over. That only seems to make common sense. But perhaps giving us a glimpse into the future, a Volkswagen official says that might be too limiting.
12: And we contemplate an occasion where, with redundant controls in what is referred to or known as the passenger seat, we like to call it the co-driver's
13: seat. (laughs) The most well-known autonomous car comes from Google, which shows off how the vehicle could someday help the blind. The tech company is fighting a proposed requirement that it should report any time an actual driver needs to override the computer, saying a lack of context could give the wrong impression about safety.
2: Maybe uh, this published information would mislead people into not understanding what it really meant.
13: Other issues like who's responsible if the car crashes, the car maker, or the driver, are also part of the discussion. Michigan, Florida, Nevada, and the District of Columbia have also passed laws allowing for driverless cars and are grappling with some of the same issues. We may not have flying cars yet, but the dream of a George Judson self-driving vehicle is
0: surely on its way. Hey, I wonder if we'll get a robot made too? Actually, it's a lot closer than you think, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But as you can see, I mean, wow! I mean, how awesome is this gonna be when we fully automate all of our transportation? You you really can take a nap, uh, do work, get all kinds of things done before you even make it to the office or back home. But I sure hope they work out all the bugs. I mean, it doesn't always go quite as they plan, like this video demonstration shows.
5: Cuidado, Rosa, Sí, aquí me Ahí no pasó? Sí.
0: Okay, I'm not sure on the translation of that, but uh, I think they were basically saying, ouch, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. But be that as it may, bugs and all, this new automated transportation system with drones is not only not stopping, uh, and not stopping with cars, but it's even coming to big trucks on the highway. You know, the big semis that transport all of our goods. Believe it or not, they too are becoming automated as well as this next video shows.
9: People have been talking about the driverless car for a while now. Almost every week seems to herald some new record or test drive, always with the familiar caveat that such technology is still a ways off. But the first self-driving vehicles on the road may not be the ones taking you to work. They'll likely come from an industry where safety concerns and environmental issues demand a better solution than a human being constantly behind the wheel. The first self-driving car won't be a car at all. It'll be a truck. This is the Freightliner Inspiration, a prototype truck that is legally roaming the highways of Nevada.
10: Ready to go? As soon as Highway Pilot is available we'll get an indication on the instrument cluster. So it's activated with the button press and You'll notice you're not doing anything. I'm not at doing this anything. Point, my, right. feet, you know, my feet are off the pedals. Right. I can look at you and still steer. Right. And so we're in autonomous
9: mode. The Inspiration uses a combination of GPS, radar, and video cameras to achieve what's called level three autonomy. That means the truck can drive itself when the conditions are right but a driver has to remain in the driver's seat and be ready to take over control in around 20 seconds if needed. I'm being requested to take control of the system. So if you don't... As a result of not seeing
10: driver interaction, it will slow itself down. It will apply the engine brakes and It needs to apply
9: the vehicle brakes. A Level 3 system like Freightliners makes a good degree of sense for a truck. Cruising along a monotonous stretch of freeway? Let the computer take over. But once you pull into a city and have to negotiate that double parked delivery truck and the traffic cop waving you through a red light, a human is better at the controls. In a given year, more than 3 million trucks carry 9.2 billion tons of cargo in the US. If computers, which never get drowsy or distracted, can shoulder some of that driving burden, human drivers will be more rested and alert when they do need to drive.
5: There's fuel efficiency impact, safety, also maintenance. All of those things are benefits uh, to moving freight across
0: the country. Uh Huh? And who doesn't want to save some money? But uh, gee, I I hope it doesn't turn out like those movies in the 70s and 80s, if you recall, where the, the trucks were trying to kill people. Let's take a look at that.
13: back in
10: the bus! Hey, stop! Hey! Hi. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What
3: in the dick is going on around
10: here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself.
5: Who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after
10: us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it.
4: What is going on? I don't know!
10: I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right.
4: You want a war? You got one.
13: That's a promise.
4: You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble,
13: man. We already in trouble. Maximum Terror. Ah! Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive.
0: Okay, that's Maximum Hype. (laughs) That would never happen, would it? You'll see. As you can see, the trend is for everything to become automated. And not just on the roads, but even on the rails too. Move over, locomotive engineers, we don't need you either. The new drone train is coming to a station near you.
7: The London Underground is an iconic staple of the city. However, in 2022, some of its current trains will become a thing of the past. Transport for London and design firm Priestman Good have teamed up to create a brand new fleet of driverless trains. The designs for the 250 upcoming trains has been unveiled. They all feature a streamlined futuristic exterior without the traditional multi-carriage element, opting instead for a walkthrough design. The Central, Piccadilly, Waterloo and City, and Bakerloo lines will be some of the first to utilize the new trains. The National Union of Rail, Maritime, and Transport Workers has expressed concerns that the trains won't require a human operator as a response London underground officials say that they will have a human driver in the early stages furthermore a spokesperson for transport for London announced that no driver would lose their job the future trains will also offer a substantial increase in capacity depending on the line ranging from 25 to 60 percent the interior of the trains will be air conditioned and onboard Wi-Fi will allow passengers to browse the internet during their ride the new trains are planned to run 24 hours a day and remain in service for 30 to 40 years Wow,
0: who can beat that? I mean, that's reliability. In fact, this keeps up. We won't ever even have to get a driver's license. No need, right? And in all seriousness, that's not just a reality for the land, but even the air. Believe it or not, the air transportation system is also undergoing the same kind of transformation. They're not only working on driverless cars, but listen, even driverless flying cars. Watch this. It's the ultimate
5: commute coming near you. Terrafugias TFX flying car is designed to take long-distance commuters wherever they want to go, first along the roads and then through the air, quickly and efficiently. Assuming the concept gets off the ground, the TFX will have a range of 500 miles and a cruising speed of 200 miles per hour, and the vehicle's operators won't require a pilot's license. The TFX will take off, fly and land autonomously. TerraFugia is already testing a flying car prototype called the Transition. It's designed for pilots who want to be able to drive their planes home instead of parking them at the airport. But CEO Carl Dietrich says the TFX is different. It's a flying car for the masses.
2: We do want to create a flying car that can be used by a much broader segment of the population than, uh, than just the pilot community today we want to lower the barriers to entry. We want to, we want to make it easier to learn how to safely operate a vehicle. We want to make it safer than general aviation is today.
5: Dietrich says that TFX's feasibility is the result of modern computer power. Occupants will need only to input a program to tell the car-plane hybrid where to go. Dietrich points out that most planes already have sophisticated autopilot programs.
2: These vehicles that need to be able to basically fly themselves need to know where every other aircraft is in the airspace. They need to know where weather fronts are that they need to avoid. They need to know where restricted airspace uh, pops up. So they need to be tied into basically a data network.
5: Dietrich says that the FAA has been making great strides in recent years towards developing that network and he is confident a system will be up and running when the TFX is ready to take to the skies. But there is still a question of safety.
2: Well, there's certainly fail-safe modes on the computer side, but what happens, I think, if you want to get at the extreme, what happens when everything goes blank on you, when all the power systems go down, everything? Well, in that situation, basically, the operator still does need to be trained to do one thing, pull a handle. And that handle actually deploys a parachute, and this is a system that's on our current vehicle today, on the transition. Uh, rocket-deployed parachute system to bring the
0: vehicle down safely under a parachute. Well see there's nothing to worry about. So much for the commute. Your dreams have come true. You don't even need a driver's license to drive on the ground and now you don't even need one to drive in the air if you can believe that. Wherever you go you just now get to simply sit back and relax and go back to talking on the phone or texting or eating or read the newspaper even taking a nap. But wait a second, speaking of flying, what about the airline industry itself? I mean, who's gonna be flying those bigger planes? In fact, we all know that their pilots too can suffer from sleep deprivation or, or there's those terrorist attacks or other aberrant behavior from pilots we've been seeing in the news. I mean, what are we gonna do there? Well, can you say drones to the rescue? Believe it or not, they're getting geared up to protect us, they say, from those scenarios as well. In fact, it's precisely because of all the recent airline crashes from pilots, that people are saying it's now time we officially automate even the skies. Watch this. us just enough time to shut everything
8: down.
13: Watch closely. This plane over England has a crew at the controls, passengers in the back, but something extraordinary is about to happen. A pilot on the ground is taking over. Ready to take control. And proceed. I have control. You have control. This is the $94 million Astria project by the British Aerospace Company BAE, one of several efforts around the world to develop planes that can be flown remotely.
1: And What you can hear at the moment is the discussion with air traffic that's um, exactly the same discussion the pilots would be having if they were in charge of the steering of the aircraft.
13: Military success with drones has driven much of the interest. And some efforts are focused on airplanes in hazardous conditions, such as hurricane research and fighting wildfires. Analysts say pilotless planes could be a four hundred billion dollar a year global business. The
8: debate over pilotless planes has been revived with the emergence of evidence suggesting German wings flight nine five two five may have been crashed by the co pilot on purpose. For what for more on what it would take to get a pilotless plane off the ground, Kim Jian
6: reports.
11: Speculation that a 27 year old co pilot intentionally crashed a plane has led some to question whether well planes might be safer without pilots. Advocates of the idea say that if planes were fully automated, the tragedy of German Wings Flight 9525 could have been averted. The co pilot has reportedly prevented the captain from re entering the cockpit after he left before sending the plane into a descent that led to the crash. The disaster has already led to calls in Europe for a rule requirement that two pilots be in the cockpit at all times. Self-flying aircraft that can be controlled from the ground are not entirely new. Drones have been used for military missions for years. The U.S. military flies Global Hawk drones, nearly the size of a Boeing 737 passenger jet,... and Boeing says it's developed fully automated planes to prevent hijackings. Then there are labor unions, which are concerned that self-flying planes will leave pilots without jobs. Critics also say self-flying aircrafts have their own problems, including an increased vulnerability to hacking.
0: Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you're enjoying our documentary. But uh, before you go, let me ask you a couple questions. Did you know the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? Holy means without sin. God is without sin. The problem is we have sin. We've done some things that are wrong. And the problem with this is the Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. In other words, we, need to, we deserve to die and be separated from God forever in a place called hell. And that's the ultimate question. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Well, unless you deal with the sin issue, the Bible's very clear. We're not going to go up. We're going to go down. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. Uh, God wants to fix this for us. He's made a provision uh, so that we could escape hell and go to heaven through his son, Jesus Christ. But we don't want to admit it. And so out of love, he sent us something called the Ten Commandments. It's his way to give us an x-ray so that we can admit we got a problem, that we have sin inside that separates us from him. And if we would just admit it and ask for his help, he'll fix it. But let's take a look at his divine x-ray. The Bible says in the Ten Commandments, the Ninth Commandment says, uh, if you will, you think you're good enough to get to heaven, you're holy like God, you're without sin, uh, then prove it to God. Don't ever bear false witness. That's the Ninth Commandment, which means lying. So how many guys have ever told a lie ever once in your life? Well, every single one of you should have raised your hand because we all have. Believe it or not, that disqualifies you right there for heaven. The Bible also says you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. Folks, if we're honest, we've done that too. The Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. You shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And now the blessed name of Jesus Christ has become a common cuss word. That's called the sin of blasphemy. The Bible also says you shall not commit adultery. You think you're worthy to get into heaven, just march on in there yourself, all by yourself? You don't need God's help? Then don't ever commit adultery. And Jesus said his standards is this. If you ever look at lust with your eye at another person, you've committed adultery in your heart. And finally, the Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, I haven't done that one. Really? Once again, here's the Bible's standard. Jesus said that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, is akin to the sin of murder. You just, if you will, pulled the trigger in your heart. But that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You're going to stand before God one day, and you're going to have to admit who you are. He already knows, but you're going to have to admit, hey, God, let me in. Let me into heaven. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, murderer. And the Bible is very clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to heaven. You're going to hell. But here's the good news. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you and I. He took the death penalty in our place. Jesus lived the perfect life in our place. And he took our punishment on the cross so that we could be forgiven and set free. It's called a pardon. God wants to pardon you. But that pardon will do you no good unless you reach out and receive it. Won't you do that today? Won't you do that right now? You don't even know if you have tomorrow. You may not even make it. Through the rest of this documentary, don't leave this earth without Jesus being your Lord and Savior. Call upon his name. Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says you shall be saved. Well, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries. And again, I hope you're enjoying our documentary. But please make sure that you're headed to heaven today. I hope to see you in heaven.
5: God bless.